Hello, this is Jude from newslaundry.com, bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Wednesday, the 12th of May. India registered 3.48 lakh new coronavirus cases in the last 24 hours, taking the tally in the country to more than 2.3 crore since the pandemic began. With 4,205 deaths, the death toll has climbed to 2.54 lakh. This is the highest single-day rise in the death toll so far. Currently, there are more than 35 lakh active cases in the country. All these figures, however, are widely believed to be undercounts. As many as 533 of the country's 700-plus districts are now reporting a test positivity rate of more than 10%, the government said. This shows the massive spread of coronavirus infection in rural India in the second wave. Maharashtra, among the worst-hit states, reported about 41,000 cases, lower than its average in the past few weeks. It reported over 800 deaths. The Bombay High Court today asked the Maharashtra government to inform it about the measures taken to check the spread of COVID-19 among children. The Union Health Ministry has said media reports calling the B1617 coronavirus variant, the Indian variant, is without any basis and unfounded. The ministry added that the WHO has not associated the term Indian variant with B1617. The WHO has said it does not identify viruses or variants with names of countries they are first reported in. The central government today said it received 9,284 oxygen concentrators, 7,033 oxygen cylinders, 19 oxygen generation plants, 5,933 ventilators, 3.44 lakh remdesivir vials in international aid between April 27th to May 11th. In another announcement, the centre said it will use nearly rupees 322 crore from the PMKS fund to buy 1,50,000 OxyCare machines developed by the Defence Research and Development Organisation. OxyCare is a SPO2-based oxygen supply system which regulates the oxygen being administered to patients based on the sensed SPO2 levels. It prevents the person from sinking into a state of hypoxia which can be fatal. Delhi Deputy Chief Minister Manish Sisodia today said the state has shut over 100 vaccination centres administering Covaxin because they have run out of stock. Delhi will not be able to vaccinate people in the 18-44 to 44 age group with Covaxin from Thursday. Bharat Biotech, which makes the vaccine, has told the Delhi government that it cannot provide Covaxin doses to the capital because they are distributing the vaccine as per the central government's directives, Sisodia claimed. Delhi, Karnataka, Andhra Pradesh and Telangana have joined the list of states that have decided to float global tenders for buying coronavirus vaccines amid domestic shortages. Uttar Pradesh, Maharashtra and Odisha have already issued such tenders as Bharat Biotech and Serum Institute of India. The only manufacturers of COVID vaccines in India have failed to meet the demand. Tamil Nadu Chief Minister M.K. Stalin has announced Rs 25 lakh as compensation for the families of each of the 43 doctors who have died fighting the coronavirus crisis. His government has also announced incentives for medical professionals engaged in COVID duty. Reporting on Narendra Modi government's handling of the COVID disaster in India, international media outlets like the BBC, Washington Post, New York Times, Guardian and more have used descriptions like stunningly reckless decisions, a tsunami, disastrous public health outcome, preventable deaths and COVID hell. Most of the reports, analysis and especially editorials in the foreign media bluntly blamed Modi for fueling the crisis and failing to manage it. And they back up their arguments and analysis with facts generally gleaned from the ground. They even brought up Modi's address to the World Economic Forum early this year, where he declared a victory against the virus. They also pointed out the massive election rallies in April 
and hold him responsible for not just allowing but encouraging people to attend the Kumbh Mela. Is such criticism justified? Or is it just a case of the foreign press tarnishing Modi's reputation as his supporters allege? What's the evidence? For answers to these questions, read Tanishka Sodhi's report titled Why is Modi getting such bad international press? Listeners, we are doing our best to hold to account the powerful people who are overseeing the apocalyptic scenes of death and despair unfolding in this country today. We are an independent news platform producing podcasts, ground reports, interviews, videos, media critique and much more. And we would not be able to do all this work if not for our subscribers who fund it. So if you aren't a subscriber, now is the time to join the movement to keep news free and independent. Go to newslaundry.com and hit the subscribe button at the top right hand corner. Lowest subscription starts at 300 rupees a month only. Pay to keep news free. Globally, the novel coronavirus has so far infected 159 million people and killed over 3.31 million, according to Johns Hopkins University. Dr. Balram Bhargav, Director General of the Indian Council of Medical Research, or ICMR, has suggested a lockdown in most parts of the country for the next six to eight weeks. This is the first time a senior government official has advocated a lockdown as a second wave of the pandemic continues to pummel India. In Delhi specifically, he said that it will be a disaster if the current restrictions are eased. The ICMR chief's suggestion differs starkly from the Modi government's position. Despite suggestions from experts and state leaders, the Modi government has refrained from imposing a nationwide lockdown, fearing that it would have devastating economic consequences. It has, however, asked states to impose restrictions. Several states have announced either a lockdown, partial or total, or introduced localized curbs. In most places, these measures are being reviewed fortnightly. The ICMR chief did not directly criticize the Modi government's decision-making related to the pandemic. He admitted, however, to a delay in responding to the crisis. After Uttar Pradesh and Bihar, dead bodies have been found floating in Kunj River in Madhya Pradesh's Panna district, according to the Free Press Journal. Local villagers claimed they told the local administration about the bodies, but they didn't take action. It was only after a section of the media visited the spot and informed the police that a team from the Dharampur police station retrieved the corpses. While local residents said six bodies were found, the police claimed there were only two bodies and denied they had died of COVID. A villager said that the river was the only source of water for 90% of the villagers and that they feared contamination by the corpses. Yesterday, unidentified bodies were found floating in River Ganga in Uttar Pradesh's Khazipur district. On Monday, floating bodies in Ganga in Baksar, Bihar had caused panic among the residents. Some reports said there were 10 to 12 bodies, others said they were 40 to 45. On Sunday, several videos showed corpses believed to be of COVID-19 patients floating in the Yamuna River near Hamirpur in Uttar Pradesh. The Allahabad High Court today observed that the Election Commission the higher courts and the government failed to fathom the disastrous consequences of permitting state elections as well as the panchayat elections in Uttar Pradesh. The court said that while the COVID infection had not reached the village population in its first wave, that is last year, it has now spread to the villages. According to the court, the state government is having a tough time in controlling the spread of novel coronavirus in urban areas, and it would be very difficult to carry out tests, detect infections and treat the population in the villages. The court also said that an account of the recent panchayat elections in Uttar Pradesh, a large number of FIRs had been lodged in the villages and that a large number of accused persons may be infected and their infections may not have been detected. Veteran communist leader K.R. Goriyama died in Kerala yesterday night. She was 101. Do read her obituary on newslaundry.com. 
The Supreme Court today has rejected activist Gautam Navlakar's plea seeking default bail in the Bhima Koregaon case. A bench of justices UU Lalit and KM Joseph dismissed the appeal of Navlakar against the Bombay High Court order denying him bail in the case. He was charged under the Unlawful Activities Prevention Act. The activist who has been in prison since his surrender on April 14th last year had filed a default bail plea in June on the grounds that the National Investigation Agency or NIA had failed to file a charge sheet within the stipulated period of 90 days. However, a trial court had already rejected his plea, following which he had approached the High Court to challenge the order. Several activists and academicians have been jailed in connection with the Bhima Koregaon case. They were accused of making inflammatory speeches at the Elgar Parishad conclave held at Shaniwar Wada in Pune on December 31, 2017. The authorities claimed that it had triggered the violence at the Bhima Koregaon war memorial on the very next day. Israel carried out hundreds of airstrikes in Gaza into Wednesday morning, killing 48 Palestinians while Hamas and other Palestinian militant groups fired rocket barrages at Tel Aviv and Beer Sheba regions. reportedly killing 6 people in Israel a multi-story residential building in Gaza collapsed and another was heavily damaged after they were repeatedly hit by israeli planes the gaza health ministry said 14 of the 48 palestinians killed by israel were children more than 300 palestinians have been wounded in the attacks in spite of the bloodbath israeli prime minister benjamin netanyahu has vowed to intensify the attacks on gaza that's all the news we have for you today Stay safe wherever you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.